the Dream Baby Dream podcast. Welcome back to Dream Baby Dream. We are ACTC. I'm Amy Kuma. And I'm Taylor Clements. Hi, Taylor. We are back in the studio and we have had, I think, one of the biggest creative weeks in a long time. It's been chaos. It's been fun though. We won't talk too much about it because we want to talk about it at the end of the episode, but a little bit about my week. Um, I had an audition this week for a TVC, which I was super keen for because I haven't actually had like a big audition since moving out. So I was just pumped to be able to audition, um, trying to forget about it now mm. as 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 we yeah. actors have to but she hasn't she's already spoken about <laughs> it three times this morning. well like the due dates today and callbacks are on the seventh so i'm like i've got between now and Ooh, then to exciting. you know either get it or never hear it was back. a very good tape she well, had to sing it was it was really good we'll see um but yeah there's that uh, what else we've been I doing i also had an audition um got rejected within the same day oh yeah cool <laughs> great 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 so they really knew what they wanted and it was not amy kumar it was not. <laughs> i submitted it like they said tapes in by 9 a.m wednesday so i submitted it like midnight the night before you helped me film it um rejected by 1 p.m the following day <laughs> it's a new record amazing but grateful to um have at least heard that i didn't get it yeah like it's better than just I, never hearing better. back yeah. like it, you read the message and you're kind of like oh like, shit oh, but you. then you just kind of let it go <laughs> yeah. you don't think about it again so 100 um, so we'll start off with our quote of the week, which Amy will bring to you. All right. This is from Mr. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, we love Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I read his name, I just... Okay. Don't listen to what anybody says except the people who encourage you. If it's what you want to do, then keep going and try to do it for the rest of your life. I feel like I have said something similar to Amy multiple times. You have, and yeah. you also posted that on the warehouse Instagram. Yes, so that, thank yep. you. Yeah, I, I'm, so, just, I'm just bringing the inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, Taylor's constantly, constantly um, trying to keep me motivated. Not motivated, but I guess build up Amy's self-esteem because she's incredible <laughs> and she needs to remember that. Thank you. Just to stay positive and. We'll talk about that more later on. We've later got, okay, on. We've we got stay tuned <laughs> until the end of the episode because we have a lot of exciting things that have been happening. Um, but we have a super duper exciting guest today, um, and it's That's, crazy because yeah. we've actually been trying to get we've been trying to figure out a way to get in contact with this man. To this be like, was one of the me- people we thought left us on red. Yeah, like we we, we sent him not. a message on Instagram. No, he, he never opened it, and I'm like I understand that because he's like 130 thousand followers. Like as if he we just left undelivered. Yeah. <laughs> And then I messaged, I spoke to Tom McSweeney. He suggested I message his agent. So I messaged his agent and then no reply. So we just kind of forgot about it. We had a lot of other stuff going on and we had a lot of guests in the lineup. And then I was at work at the warehouse and literally none other than Lincoln Lewis just walks into my office. Spoiler, it's Lincoln Lewis. He's our guest today. <laughs> We're so excited. Um, um, Taylor ambushed him. I did. Um, he was trying to leave after an audition and Taylor's yeah. like, hey, come, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> and he because he's such a nice guy had to say yes yeah so he, it yeah. worked out really well for us no it should, it should be great we're very very excited um and we now welcome our guest lincoln lewis lincoln lewis 
Um, and we welcome Lincoln Lewis to the studio. Hi, Lincoln. How are you? I'm great. I'm bloody awesome. How are you two? <laughs> great. Thank you. That's good. Um, so before we get into anything about Lincoln, we would like to know your most embarrassing story, the moment in your life that made you want to crawl into a hole and yeah. die. Yeah. So like, for the most part, it's usually any day that ends in Y. That will, like, <laughs> okay. like that will happen. Um, so look, there's been a couple of them, but if we're talking about onset stories, um, I remember it was one of the first films I did, actually something Tom cast me for. And um, I was 17, and there was a there was a, a quite an American actor in the film, and we were standing there, 17, just all of us as the cast was about six of us, and um, and as we, we were sort of pulling some pranks on each other. It was about the first or second week of shooting, and we're pulling some pranks on each other every now and again, and then as we're all standing there, I'm standing there talking to the the girl who was uh, playing my older sister, one of the other female cast, one of the other guy cast, and he's come up behind me, and he's and I was wearing tracky pants of my car, my my costume. And but he didn't realise like he's grabbed the tracky pants but also grabbed my my oh, boxes at the same no. time my, my and Hamster. he's just dacked me without knowing <laughs> and it like it wasn't a summer's day oh, and so, so he's dacked me in front of the entire cast and the crew there and and he didn't realise he thought he was just going to pull it down I was just like I, it was one of those moments where I. I can't fight my way out of a wet paper bag, let's face it. Like, you know, in movies and shows and stuff, other people are paid to fall over so you look tougher. Yeah. So I couldn't, I wasn't really going to turn around and clock one of the other lead actors in the face. <laughs> like, we're, it's an ensemble lead cast. But I, I like, and, and so, yeah, like I said, this is one of my first ever jobs. Oh, this no. is before Home and Away, before anything like that. And so I was so nervous. When oh your, your birthday suit is on show for people you just met a week before, yeah, or anything, on like a really on, important first ever job, yeah, like, oh, and at yeah. seventeen, that's, my life. that's yeah. rough. I mean, like it stayed with you this long. So it, look, it's one yeah. of those things I do remember. I remember doing an interview once that I absolutely butchered. Um, uh, I got asked to do an interview for uh, for the release of a film. You know, if your films get released and whatever, yeah, they have yeah. someone coming. So yeah, during the promo trail four lead actors of this massive film which i will never talk about but <laughs> i butchered the interview because it was my first time doing something like that and they were um they were having quite a good time with each other so i was really struggling and then to, to keep it all together and i just absolutely butchered it and i had been flown to sydney to do it and oh, everything like that and i was like no. but look and at the end of the day i mean you know the dacking story that was just like a bit of an embarrassment kind of thing but anything else that happens you learn and, yeah. and i love that saying which goes um how do you make good decisions from experience? How do you gain experience from making bad decisions? So true. Or, you know, and you stuff up with something and, and in an audition, you may really do something wrong. And then the casting director, such as, you know, Tom McSweeney will give me constructive criticism later on down the track. And I'm like, great. Well, that's something that I'll, you learn Yeah. From. And you only know yeah. that because you stuffed up. Because you stuffed up. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, you know, as bad as it sounds, you need to sort of sometimes really stuff up yeah. in order to learn just just what not to do next yeah. time now yeah. you'll wear tighter pants on set oh, now i got the drawstring <laughs> yeah, exactly. duct tape like, yeah. 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 like yeah, yeah, double yeah. triple pairs and you're always wear, checking like... behind you to make sure <laughs> oh, no one's coming up I'm, I'm like got that you know birds can go all the way around i got that <laughs> shit going on like the, the, the chucky dollars the on. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay. well let's jump right into the questions shall we i i've based a lot of this off wikipedia so i hope it's correct <laughs> <laughs> let's hope so wikipedia said you started acting at 13 yes um can you talk a little bit about that did you always want to be an actor and did you do any training before you started booking roles so um i i i can't remember the exact time but mum says that i told her at some stage i wanted to do acting and um i like i do remember you know as we all do we watch films and mm. 
and you see all that cool stuff and you god i'd love to do that you know you think how amazing it would be to swing a hammer like thor or something like yeah. that but it, when it, whatever i was watching i just thought it'd be so cool and i told mom and she said look if you want to do that you have to quit footy because you can't really get injured if you want to do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you have to get out of the school you're in you have to go to an acting school and i did, kind of didn't want to leave my friends or stop playing footy so a couple of years later, I was 13 and I started doing acting workshops and Tommy Sweeney was my first ever acting oh, class. Oh, really? You and guys go way back. That's yeah, really and I, I still to this day, no matter what I've been lucky enough to work on, um, I do a class with Tom or do a chat with Tom and I go, I feel like that same 13-year-old kid going, I have so much to learn. That's um, so cute. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. He's, he's the best. So, yeah, I, I started doing acting workshops with, with people like Tom McSweeney, Ben Parkinson, Samantha Strauss, um, a bunch of different – and then other casting directors would fly in for different weekends and you do weekend intensive workshops. But I never told mm-hmm. anyone at school I was trying to do it. I just kept it to myself. Like – my was it kind of embarrassing being like a young boy, like a footy boy? Um, I, I didn't think with? of it as embarrassing. I thought it more of just it was my my thing I wanted to do and, and I just wanted to do it, enjoy it and have it as my little – it was my, my passion, my hobby. But also, yeah, I got to keep that to myself and yeah. I played footy on, on every other weekend and played for school and stuff. But mm. this was the thing I really enjoyed doing. So playing football and doing acting were my passions. And so I was just constantly doing acting workshops and stuff. I think when I was 13 and 14, I did one audition in each year, but it was just workshops. And and then when 15 came, I grew a little bit taller and I could go for more uh, TV commercials and stuff like that. So I was at Ben Parkinson's casting office twice a week, easy, you know, auditioning wow. for a Nutrigrain ad, then this ad, then all these different commercials. And then I'd get like extra roles on sleep, doing extra roles on Sleepover Club, Mortified, H2O, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I remember getting a like a featured role, featured extra role in a Nutrigrain commercial. And then I got a, a Dreamworld commercial and, and stuff like that. But then... Um, yeah, constantly doing the extra roles. That was mm. my favorite. I really? love, 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 love to this day. My my days being an extra because you're on set, you're seeing how everything works. Yeah, you're watching the professional. Like you're watching the leads do their stuff, then prepare. But also, you get to watch it from. In, in, when I was doing it, there was no pressure. Yeah. So you yeah. could learn, but without having the, the added pressure of going, get this right. I, I was doing um, constant extra work and constant acting workshops until I um, I started to get little tiny roles yeah. here and there. And then straight back to it, like I'd always be doing extra right up until I even got told I had the role of Home and Away and I had to be in Sydney in six days, but I still had one day left where I was on set of H2O as an extra. And so, wow. yeah, Claire, Phoebe, Kariba, I told all three of them that I was in the final two for, for Jeff and um, and they I said I'm going to find out tonight because it was two days in a row and then um, and Claire was and I'd known Claire since we both did that Dreamworld commercial at the same time wow. and Claire's like tell me tell me tomorrow tell me tomorrow I got on set at 6am and she's just like like it how'd you go yeah there was like in, in my sort of journey towards getting to my breakout role it was yeah definitely like a lot of sort of trying small steps small yeah. steps and a lot a lot a lot of rejections which is what this industry yeah. is definitely based it's on. so crazy to hear you talking about your journey because it's so similar to like what we're currently going through and it's even the same industry people yeah, like we're, yeah. We're yeah. auditioning for yeah. yeah so it's just it's really inspiring like to hear Sweeney, ben yeah, ben Parkinson, yeah. Yeah. yeah i think there's a very like 0.001 percent of of actors that will go 
saw them in an elevator, offered them the lead role, and now they're on Hollywood. Oh, that yeah. that whole <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it so doesn't work like Even that. Even your like journey, I thought it would be a bit easier. No. I thought maybe you just got no constantly questioning yourself yeah. constantly going am i ever Getting going to rejected. work again wow. should i quit now mm-hmm. and and even up until uh well very recently wow. always you're always questioning yourself and that's unfortunately you know part and parcel of this mm-hmm. industry because it's uh, 95 but more than that percent of it is based on rejection yeah. but it's about remembering why you want to do it so can you tell us about your experience on home and away you were just 20 years old what did that do for your career and what did that teach you oh my god far out where do i start (laughs) i I, I was i wasn't even 20 yet i was i was um just i was actually just just past 19 hey so because i'm an october baby and i got it very early the next year so i was only a couple of months into being 19 and um so i just finished playing footy the season hadn't started up yet and um i like just I was studying personal training as well. Mm. So I was really trying to get the acting and I'd already been knocked back twice for two, for two different roles in Home and Away oh, really? where I made the final three for uh, Rick and then final two for Drew. And um, far out, like, it, it was just so surreal. I remember getting my, my, remember getting my mates over and they were like, dude, like... One of my mates, he actually went on to Neighbours and then went on to do Vikings and a few oh, other things. Cool. But at the time, we were just extras in H2O, yeah. slogging away, trying to like trying to have a crack at it. And he's like, "Dude, like, you've 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 cracked the you've cracked that, yeah, that you're thing." In. And it was that really <laughs> awesome feeling of going, "Okay, finally, I've, I've got a role. Someone's put faith in me. Don't let him down for mm. one." And um, and, and and two, learn as much as you freaking can. Yeah. And so I remember when when I I had to be in Sydney in six days. And, um, and, and so I had nowhere to stay. I told him I was, I, I had family in Sydney mm. so I could stay. Thankfully, family of family let me stay in, in the spare room. So I was able <laughs> to do that. But then, um, I had no money to my name. I had, a, I literally think I had about 200 bucks cause I was working for a week to week. I was doing yeah, wow. promotional stuff and, um, where you get paid like 20 bucks an hour to yeah. go to a festival and promote this drink or go sit in a bottle and go have you tried this new spirit from Bailey's it's it's infused with mint so that kind of stuff so and I'd get a couple like a hundred bucks or whatever and that would get me to the next week and so I'd go to the coast and see my mates go surfing buy a loaf of bread and this is not a joke I'd have toast in the morning go surfing come back and um because I have about three days off every week and then I'd make two sandwiches and then and then a dinner toast like with a cup of tea. I but just like, lived on bread. And, so, and now I'd go home and mum would cook all this amazing food. But anyway, like I, I so I didn't have any money to my name. So every paycheck was was saving up for like a kettle that week and a toast in the well, next week and stuff like that. So it wasn't until sort of six months in that I was able to go, cool, now I can actually start putting, you know, that that my paycheck aside to be saving up. Wow. But um, far out getting on that show and and just like half of the storyline uh, you know half of your days are shooting on the beach yeah and the other half are in the studio which makes it look like you've just come from the beach <laughs> and you're shooting around people like Ray Ma, Alf and yeah. Lynn McGranger Irene Lynn Collingwood at the time played Colleen yeah like, oh, oh Colleen oh, yeah. like, <laughs> I miss Colleen these veterans but then these the younger cast who I remember my sister would watch it because my sister being born profoundly deaf she would watch it with subtitles to learn language oh, wow. you know how high school people would, it really helped with her language skills yeah so I would see the people that she was just like, I, I would watch The Simpsons or go to footy training. So I didn't really watch yeah. much of Home and Away, but I would when I had to audition for it. And then getting on the show, I was like, my sister loves you. And, and my first three weeks were Chris Hemsworth's last three weeks. And I remember this two big, two chats that I'll always remember from Chris. And one of them was in the green room. I think it was his final week or something. And he, and one of the things he said to me, he's like, mate, make sure you, 
you take every opportunity to learn everything you can. You've mm -hmm. got literally a wealth of knowledge around here and don't let an opportunity go by because mm -hmm. it goes quick. Mm -hmm. I mean, he'd just been on for th three or four years and he was just about to leave. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, amazing. And, and he, this is before he was Thor. He was Kim Hyde on Home and Away, but he was still, he had such presence about him. Yeah. And, um, and so even if it wasn't my scene, sometimes I'd go in and just watch mm. Alf do yeah. this or this. I wanted to watch. I wanted to see what they were doing. I loved it. And so becoming a cast member on that show was such an amazing experience because, you know, you, you never want to call something a stepping stone or this and that. But the best training and learning ground for an actor is us like home and away neighbors yeah. or in America, bold and beautiful days of our lives, stuff mm -hmm. like that, because yeah. you're punching out 20 scenes a day. Yeah. yeah. And, intense. and <clears throat> like you have to, it's just sink or swim. It's intense work. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, after leaving home and away, you went to appear in the Australian film tomorrow when the war began, mm -hmm. there was never a sequel. And, um, <clears throat> we, and a lot of our listeners were huge fans of that film. Yeah. Uh, the book series is also hugely popular and the film grossed over $13 million in Australia alone. Can you share an insight about why the series didn't go ahead? Yeah. So oh, it still kills me to this day. Seriously. Kills us. It, yeah. Because yeah. I read the first book in grade seven and then, and then in grade eight, um, we st like studied it in grade seven, studied it in grade eight. And then I think in grade 11 or 12, we studied it again, but every new year, every year, a new book would come out. So I would wait for the new book. Let my brother read it first. Cause he's, he's so intelligent. He's so quick at reading. So I'd be like, I'd take my time. <laughs> um, and, and I loved those books. Um, and so when I actually got to audition for it, you have no idea how much I lost my shit. And then I got told I got the role. I had, I had to wait six weeks before finding out I had the role. Cause they wanted to lock in the entire cast before oh letting goodness. the cast know that they, well, Caitlin Stacy playing Ellie. Yeah. She was obviously aware that she had the role, but the rest of us weren't. Right. Um, and the night before that, I'd been voted off Dancing with the Stars. And so I was on a, in a cab going to the studio, just flown in from Melbourne on, on the 6 a.m. flight. And, um, and then my agents call me and because and I was still filming Home and Away at the time. And anyway, first personal call was my brother and we just lost our shit together. And, um, <laughs> but nice. um, look, that film, it got so well received from the from the public which is what our main we wanted to nail it because it's a book everyone mm. how i read it will be different to how you read it will be different yeah. to how you read it and so everyone's interpretation will be different so you can't please everyone but it got so widely received so 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 well received but like so many people that made us so happy and i think we never actually got told the proper reason why sequels never went through but we were meant to begin production shooting two and three back to back just like how they shot lord of the rings two and three at the same time mm. um a month after the premiere of the first movie wow. it was gonna we were getting straight onto it and um then they said look we're gonna push it back to maybe december because it came out in september yeah. we said okay um now we're gonna push it back to february okay and we kept hearing kept getting pushed back mm. and we're like why they said oh we're just just trying to get the script ready we're just trying to do this and that we're like okay can we take can I take this job? It's only going to be for a month. Yep, that's cool. We're not going to start production over the next month because we were locked in for a five-year. Yeah, um, five-year. Wow. Yeah, so every time we took a job, we had to ask permission. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, that's the way contracts go. And they said, yep, no, nah, we're not shooting by then. Take that job. Take this job, da, 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 da. And, um, and then time went by and a year went by. And then and they were kind of like, yeah, look, it's just going to – it's on the back burner at the moment. Like, why? And we never really got told. Then two years went by and then – we started to hear whispers that it might not be going ahead and we were trying to get answers, but we never really got them. And then we actually, as an actor, we got told through the grapevine, um, some of the car, uh, the crew actually, cause we were all mates on Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah, and they, yeah. they were like, Hey, it sucks about tomorrow when the war began. We we're like, 
sorry the what fuck? what do you mean yeah. and they said oh we just got released from contract we're, we're now moving on to do this oh, project no. i was like wait so i called up one of the other cast members i called up dan's i called up chris and i was just like the fuck is going on and um and he's just and they're like dude i just i just got told by one of the boys as well and then i call the agent and they you know back and forward and they said yeah apparently it's not going ahead we had no idea why and to this day it's all the rumor mill but it's something as far as we're aware it's something to do with the up top and something didn't gel up the very top um with with the decision makers i guess um it's so selfish but again, i was waiting for that but, everyone yeah, was again, so excited yeah, yeah honestly i still get asked to this day yeah. um yeah. about about that film and and it's always getting played on channel 10 oh, it's it's such an iconic australian film it's you know what i mean book yeah. series and, and as the book, well they've yeah. got so much source material to go yeah. from and it would have it has the audience it, it still does. has yeah. the fans like even yeah. if you were to make it now like yeah. i literally honestly I, I feel with the, the people are still as passionate about what well, you know it's it's obviously a couple of years i went through but mm. people are so passionate about that story because america had the twilight book series yes england it was our the uk thing. had yeah. harry potter series australia tomorrow in the war begin and it was our coming of age yeah, yeah. bush you know yeah. action mm. story and the way john marsden wrote those books was so just just so descriptive but so everyone could relate to it mm, in some yeah. way shape or form or some character yeah. and um so yeah when we got told the sequels weren't happening which sucks even i'm getting goosebumps thinking about oh, which sucks I'm even more <laughs> because when we were in the final two weeks of of shooting we were in fox studios and the director writer Stuart Beatty, um uh he he was talking to both myself, Chris, and Dennis and Andy, who were the the other guys in it. So they played Lee, Homer, and yeah. Chris. Um, and was chatting to us, and and um, and we went up into his trailer, and we were all having a yarn as we always did. And I don't know how we got onto it, but then he basically said how he'd plotted out two and three, the the sequels. <laughs> and we we're like, oh fuck, can you tell us? And he's like, yeah, 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 I'll tell you. And so for the next forty five minutes he told us how the storyline was going to go for number two and then how that was going to be just like in the end of number one or to be continued, how that was going to bleed into number three. And I'm get again, goosebumps has hit me because knowing what the idea was for number two and then number three was going to be so freaking epic. Oh. I just go as, as an actor, but also as a lover of the book series. Yeah. And then it, I loved seeing it on the big screen. Mm. Um, I like I just go I wish we like look at my arms right now <laughs> I wish the audience and the readers of the book could have seen what those films could have been yeah and it, it, it just it really sucks that's I'm all I'm hurt for you yeah, I, it I really especially sucks. like not just from a fan's perspective you're a fan and an actor in yeah. the film and that just like I imagine you would have had so much fun in the first one <laughs> so much fun <laughs> yeah and also yeah. learning from learning from the, those around you like you get to create together and you're on yeah you're on location or whatever it may be but I remember so for me my, my script book I would always write different things to remember you know all the, the different things you learn from casting directors or things along the time that you want to remind yourself when you're breaking down the character or the scene. And I remember going into Dennis's room and he'd written it on A4 pieces of paper, like just something of like, you know, would you believe you? Simple as that. And then that that was just written on an A4 and he'd stick it up on the wall. Something else would be like, once it's shot, it's immortalized. You can never change it after it's shot. So after that scene's done, they're going to pick one of those bits and pieces and that's on so that's all these things to remember and he had them stuck all along his walls and that was something that he would look at every day i had mine written in my script folder like everyone's got different, their different yeah. methods and everyone inspires you in their own way you have fun but also you go we have fun when there's time to yeah there's always going to be some time to fuck around mm. but <laughs> you're there to do you're a job work. Yeah. yeah and and once that job's done 
people have put faith in you as an actor, but also as a representation of that production company and that yeah. job. So you do the best job you can, but you also let them know that they've that they can work with you because that's a big thing in this industry as well. Is uh, that's my shoe, not a fart, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, like we just gotta, we just clarify. <laughs> but you know, when you're going for a project, they need to know that they can work with you for the next six months to potentially three years. Yeah, yeah. you can do the a great job but if you're going to be hard to work with mm. no one's going to want to work so with so true tom always drills that into us great. in classes yeah like you have to be you have to be a good person yeah good attitude yeah. yeah um we all know if you're in this industry there is not one actor in this world in this industry as a whole that there is not one that knows what it's like to not have a job Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, sorry, I worded that wrong. But every actor, know, every actor though, knows yeah. what it's like <laughs> to not be a working actor. Yes. Right? And so when you actually get that job, you appreciate the absolute shit out of it. Yeah. And then once you finish that job, you don't know when your next one's no. coming. It, it, like after Tomorrow When the War Began, we finished that. And I was like, well, I'm going back to Queensland. Am I ever going to work again? You know, we do next job. Mm. Am I ever going to work again? And whenever it does come, you're so thankful and you go, I want to do the, I'm obviously want to do the best job possible, but yeah. I want to remind them that as a, not just as a thank you, but yeah, you put your faith in me. Yeah. I'm not going to let you down. 100%. Mm-hmm. Like speaking of that, acting is a notoriously fickle industry and it's rare to be constantly working. So mm. we often have to fill our lives with other passions and creative ventures. What does life look like for you between roles? Travel. Travel? Yep. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, travel, like every single day since I was a kid, mum would always say, every single day, mum would always just say how lucky we are mm. to be born in Australia. Yeah. We, we, we live in the most incredible place in the world and I just, I love getting out and seeing, we, we can go anywhere in this country mm. and it, there's every, every single landscape. Some, some, you know, in some instances, it's the only place in the world you can find such landscapes. Mm-hmm. So, and you're meeting, we, you know, we also, it's home to the oldest living race on the planet, you know, like with our indigenous culture, their culture is so beautiful. So I went, you know, I'll go to Western Australia and I'll see these places that you have to take a, a seaplane to a helicopter, fear, uh, to a, like this dirt patch where a helicopter will pick you up, take you to this waterfall that you can, it may take you sort of a full day to get there, but you have to take a helicopter to get there yeah, and then go like, so you see these amazing places, but also meeting people, getting life experience and meeting all different people from every walk of life, not only, you know, gives you life experience as a person, but things that you can potentially draw on as an actor. Yeah, for Mm. sure. So, and, but also it's good for the soul and you need, and you need that, especially in this industry where you're left sometimes questioning Mm. yourself. Um, you, you want your cup to be full so that yeah. you're, you're you're doing things that make your soul happy. Yeah, giving mm-hmm. you joy. Yeah. Um, did you ever think about moving to the United States? Yeah. And I, what what was pilot season like? How does that compare to the Australian pilot season? Pilot season's epic. Um, <laughs> Intense. Yeah, I I've, I've moved to the States a couple of times, uh, like mostly during pilot seasons, yeah. like three months at a time yeah. every single year. Um, the best way to describe pilot season was from someone in America where they, a casting director told me they said pilot season – is essentially the Olympics for acting mm. because I've been in the, in the audition room, in the waiting room, 
and all of a sudden out of the um the elevators walks the main dude from chronicles of narnia and because we we had a bit of a going for the same roles all that kind of yeah, stuff i'm like oh shit i just watched you like three days ago <laughs> and then i went for a different role a couple of days later and chase crawford from um gossip oh, girl like <laughs> he, he's sitting there and it's just him and i waiting because someone else had just gone in he's like hey doing buddy I'm like, hey how are you mate we're chatting away and i'm like I, then i was just like how you going mate good like and some people they won't talk some people they yeah. will and he just wanted to have a quick chat and he goes, oh, where are, you, where are you from? And I said, oh, Australia. And he's like, oh, and he started telling me a story about being in Australia. We had a, a really good chat. And he's like, you know, my time to go. He's like, oh, I break a leg. And cool, I just met fucking Chase Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, you get to see these people that you watch on the big screen, but also half the time you're doing auditions for the same roles they are. Yeah. So it is the Olympics because you have to try and beat the best yeah. you got to be the best it just shows the they're no different from you either like just because they're on this huge show you're still now going you're for going the same for the same role, role you're sitting in the yeah. same yeah. room like, we're yeah. all just trying to, to make our yeah. way we're all just trying to have a crack um, <laughs> for you what has been the most fulfilling project you've worked on and Ooh, why wow um, I'd say probably tomorrow when the war began because yeah. that was just uh, I loved that growing yeah. up and um, and again all the cast this ensemble cast were all around the same age mm. everyone was frothing over the project everyone was it, it rested on our shoulders. Okay. What is your advice for young actors who are struggling to get their break like yeah, us? Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I, these things are cliche for a reason. Don't ever be discouraged by not getting a role mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, why do you, why do we start it? Why do we do this? Why do we do, sorry, why do we do this industry? We love it. We love it. Mm. Exactly right. And just because something may not be going your way, it doesn't mean you're going to stop loving something, mm-hmm. right? So we do it because we love to create. We love the idea of bringing a character to life from words on a page. You've created a character and brought a story that somehow people watch and they feel things. Like how? It's awesome. Yeah. And you get to do that. And not only with the, the character that's been created, but you add your own flair to that. You had parts of yourself experience that you've had in some point in your life, but then you may have met someone and you go, that person, part of what they, what they, what their personality is, that actually would work good for part of this character mm. that I'm creating. Mm. So you draw in that. Yeah, you draw bits in your own life experience. You're creating something that so many people can relate to on so many different levels. They can laugh, they can cry, and it's all from originally words on a yeah. on a page and. It's, it's such a privilege to be able to be a storyteller. Mm-hmm. And well, just think about what um, Tomorrow in the War began, like, meant to so many people. Like, we're yeah. still talking about it now. Yeah. And that's because of all of you guys who worked on it and brought that to life. Like, yeah. that could have easily been a flop. But yeah. there's a reason it was so popular and it made yeah. so much money. I remember being at the premiere because we, um, we got to have everyone there for the first mm-hmm. ever showing of it. And there was one part in the script. Okay, so when we're all finding out about our families being missing, we've come back from the weekend away and Ellie's the first one, obviously. And then I think um, we go to Homer's family next. And then they say Kevin's family is next. And, I, and, mm. and that's so that's... And I remember speaking to Stuart on the day because I was really like... I uh, there's, there's just so many thoughts I was having on that day um, about how to go about different parts of the scene. And I wanted to talk to Stuart, the writer, and I said, like, because there was no... With, with Ellie, her family was all missing. Homer runs down the driveway and he's, and he's saying, Mama, Papa. And, and there wasn't any reference with that to Kevin. And I, I spoke to him and I went up to him and I asked him, he goes, I was going to actually ask you, do you think Kevin would have any other family besides his, his parents maybe? And I said, that's, I wanted to, do you reckon he'd have siblings? And he goes, do you want to add one? I said, that's my question. Okay. Um, and he asked if, um, if I wanted to scream a name out as well as mum and dad. And 
I know that my brother and I love these books so much. So I screamed my brother's name out. And my brother made, so and so I, I my brother was sitting next to me at the premiere, and so I like grabbed him. I was just like, when they said you know Ellie's doing the voiceover on Kevin's house was next, and and it has all writing and stuff. I said I need you to listen to this. I need you to listen because I didn't tell him. Pay attention. And I said I want you to listen to what I'm saying. He goes, what do you mean? Okay, yeah, sweet. And my brother's super intelligent. And, and I thought, I don't need to explain anything. Just tell him to listen. And then he says, Mom, Dad, Mitchell. And and he's just kind of like, listen. He's like, yeah. And then I was like, did you hear what I fucking said? He's like, yeah. I was like, that's your name. He goes, is that not part of the script? I said, no, I added that, you fucking idiot. And he's like, are you fucking joking? I was like, no. And he's just like, oh, shit. And then we, we had a time after the film, but... I got to add my brother's name to the film, and so as cool. and it was cool, and and um, and he was just like, yeah, sick. <laughs> yeah, he, and he was just kind of like, oh shit, really? And um, and it was wicked. So the next time he he saw that, it was like he was he knew what to expect. Yeah. And I think when my family saw it at the Queensland premiere, um, I think they were all like, they asked me, they're like, so his his character's brother's name Mitchell as well. <laughs> I'm like, no, I added it. <laughs> I'm trying to do a nice thing oh, for you guys. You want to scream out Uncle Mark oh. when he came, mate. I'm like, oh, Uncle Bruce. You know, like, so the whole family's like, no, nah, don't worry about us. You're all right. So, yeah, that, that, that project as, as an actor but as a fan of the books was such a privilege to be part of. And to, even to this day, I'm so glad you wanted to talk about it because... Oh. I think I'm so, so glad you wanted to talk about I it. I know. Like, I'm like, sick about it's not right. like, oh, it's kind of like... Oh, yeah, you, yeah. you know what's funny is sometimes when, when someone says, you know, do, are you okay talking about this or that? It's like, okay, if, you're, if we're privileged enough to be a working actor... Mm. I will fucking scream how stoked I am to be working on part of a project when it's like, I oh, do shut up now because it's like, why wouldn't you? You're doing something that yeah. makes you happy. That's you your passion. You want to talk about you it. Proud of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's one of the things to anyone in the industry is just persistence is key to this, this whole industry. You're doing it because it makes you happy and we're all going to get rejected. We get reject. That's what this industry is basically based on: is rejections. But in saying that, it's you're going to always learn from every. The audition is is the goal. Mm -hmm. You know, everything after that is the bonus. But getting in there in front of a casting director and being able to create in front of a casting director for that audition that's that's the goal. And to walk out and go, I fucking nailed that. Because you'll be surprised how many times you walk out going, shit, I wish I did that different. I wish I did yeah. this different. And you get in the car and you think of some other way that you could have played something. But if we're all gonna, always going to have that. But if you can walk out and go, I did that and I couldn't have done it any better, then as an actor, that's that's what you're looking to do. Yeah, You get um, to play the role when you audition. That's exactly that's, right. That's the job. You get to create in doing your homework beforehand because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, not an easy, it's not an easy industry. Mm. And, you know, we see movie premieres, we see magazines, we see this, you know, the, the eventuation of a project. So you see the payoff, the yeah. red carpets, the this and that. But no one actually sees, and for everyone listening, no one sees the hundreds of no's. Yes. No one sees the hours that you're putting in the work, researching different things uh, for, for, your, for, your pro, for your character, for the script, and then to go and do it. And five minutes, maybe seven to ten minutes of this audition, the casting director, thanks very much, have a good day. You've put in hours of work <laughs> <that> is it. <laughs> to go in and give your heart and soul because yeah. you're drawing on yeah. your own experiences. You're bringing all of your emotion to bring that to life. You do it. Thanks very much. Have a good day. There's another hundred people waiting to audition for your role. So you get everything you have in each audition. And then a lot of the time it's 
they went another way, but you did a fantastic job or they want you to fix this, this, this. And that's, yeah. that's, that's what this industry is. We all go through it. So mm -hmm. for every single actor, do not get discouraged because we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to make it. We get our no's. But when those good times happen, every time you get anything a no, it's one no closer to a yes. So true. And when you get that Goosebumps. yes, it's <laughs> fucking euphoric. Because and that's where the hard work begins. Because yeah. once you get that role, which it's a it's a hard summit to climb, but once you get a yes for a role, then it's like okay, now I need to put in ten times yeah. the work, and actually make that motherfucker shine on screen. Yeah. Like yeah. Russell Crowe wrote this message to me once, and oh, oh just, he, I was just like, texting I, like, with like I, I, I don't want to like I know it sounds weird to <laughs> to, to draw this, but he is he is one of my inspirations. Russell Crowe is, he's, he's an icon of, of cinema mm. and, 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 and especially to the Australian film industry. But he, um, he honestly is so inspiring. And, and he wrote this message to me once about just sort of dedicate yourself and, um, you know, said some stuff that he did getting ready for a role. But it's, it's all about putting in the work. Mm. You know, it's it, 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 it's that simple. Like put in the work, you dedicate yourself and keep good people around you to keep lifting you up. And then do things to make your soul happy around that. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's 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 funny because when you say it like that, it's not rocket science, but it's easier said than done. Yeah. And it's applying yeah. that that's always the hard bit. But once you do that and you put those practices in place, the person that you become, and I always, I, I like I like sort of whenever I've taught some acting classes or like have chats or whatever, I it's not necessarily about the end bit. It's about putting all these these lessons in place that force you to become the person worthy of the prize that you're seeking, mm. right? Because you can put these lessons in place, go, yes, yeah, sweet, I'm just going to piss them off and then do an audition. You might get it, but you haven't learned anything. No. Mm. And I didn't do my homework in high school. So when I actually got home and away, sitting down and studying, I had to work twice as hard. And it really was a, like, a, thankfully it was my passion, but putting those practices in place and not procrastinating was a pain in the ass. Yeah. So putting all these things in place, reminding yourself of what's important, keeping the good people around you, doing things to make your soul happy, then putting in the hard work around that, you put all those in place to a point where it becomes part of just your instinct. That, those lessons make you become that kind of person. And then when that job comes, you already have all those lessons and those, yeah, yeah. They're, they're already ingrained in you. Mm. So you can have that time to be thankful for the project that you're now about to start working on and then bang, let's get to it. Let's fucking crush this. Awesome. No? What a great way to end I the episode. Say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, thank you so much, Lincoln, for coming on. This has been this absolutely incredible for seriously, us. Seriously, yeah. I'm stoked you've asked me. Seriously, like it's, <laughs> no, no, like really, because to be to be asked to to come in and have a chat, you know, I, I'm I'm just trying to have a crack at this industry as well. I've been yeah. very fortunate, but I'm just trying to have a crack. So I'm I'm so stoked we get to come here and we get to mm. chat. We get to you know talk about. Talk the about industry. the struggles of it. I feel yeah. like a lot of yeah. people are just reluctant to talk about how yeah. actually difficult and draining yeah. this industry can be. Yeah. So it's good to hear. We're all in the same boat just no, trying to like make we're it. We're all the same. Yeah. So, no, this is this is such a pleasure. I'm so stoked you've asked me. And, yeah, again, to anyone, you know, who's, who's maybe doubting themselves listening and stuff like that, it's, again, we're all in that same boat and we're all just trying to crush it. So you remember what your passions are and don't let anything stop you because, you know, like – Fuck it, you know, you're it's it's you. Yeah. It's your journey. Your life. It's yeah. your journey. Yeah. Like it's just a speed bump. That's exactly. it. Yeah. Don't let it stop you. No. We'll, we'll, we'll end on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Lincoln, for coming in. My pleasure. Thank Lots you, of love. Right. Bye. Bye.
And that was Lincoln Lewis. Thank you so I hope. much. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't actually turned up yet. We just did the intro and now we're doing the outro. So Amy, you've given away our secrets. We're hoping it went really well. Um, I'm sure it did. For sure everyone we who great. doesn't know, we film the intro and outro at a separate time to the interview. <laughs> Usually it's after the interview has been conducted and... We're a bit pressed for time this week, so yep, we thought... so Lincoln Lewis was great. Thank you so Such much. Nice guy. <laughs> I'm so, just, yeah, oh, we really, really so nice. Humble, so yeah, so, yeah, great. Um, but no, thank you so much, Lincoln Lewis, for coming on. I don't know why I keep saying his full name. It's just like a full actor's yeah, name, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, it's Lincoln to. Lewis. It's not just Lincoln, you know? It's such a good name. The alliteration yeah. is just... Yeah, Lincoln Lewis. So, yeah, thank you, Lincoln Lewis, for coming on to the podcast. <laughs> So humble, so genuine, and literally the fact that you took the time out of your day to come on and chat to us. Just that alone. Yeah. And we only ambushed him a couple of days ago, yeah. and now he's... Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Hopefully. Um, so, on to our news. We have now some Now to make news. it about us. Yeah. Like, forget about Lincoln <laughs> forget Lewis. Forget our Lewis. podcast. <laughs> um, Taylor and I are making... A film. A full-length feature film. A full-length... Oh, just hit the microphone. It's okay. Sorry. Um, a full-length... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're too excited. We can't speak. We're making a full-length feature film. We had the inspiration... Well, we've been talking about it for a while. Not specifically a full-length film. But just creating something. Just creating something. And we went to a premiere um, last week for Jaden Creighton, who we are also going to have on the pod at some stage. He's a mm-hmm. filmmaker. Um, and we, whenever we go to see, go to these like local premieres for indies, we walk out and we're like, yes, we should do something. something." And you're like, and you you can see the actors like get up the front and answer questions. You can see the time they're having the time of their life. And it was just like, it must be the most magical thing to put all your time and energy into something and then celebrate it with like your friends and family in an actual movie theater, which is everyone's dream. Mm. Like it's all of our, it's ultimately the goal. So we just got really inspired, Super inspired and excited by that idea and, and we were walking we parked so far away from so the venue so we were walking in our heels back to the car and we were like just shooting ideas we were like are we are we doing this because i was like i'm i write i, I <laughs> i'm an author <laughs> i was like i've got so many scripts at home and i do like yeah. I, that I, I wrote them when i was 19 but i was like still i'll just edit one yeah we'll make it taylor's yeah. directing a film currently so Co-directing. she can direct this one so essentially amy has written an entire feature length feature film <laughs> feature length feature film <laughs> amy is the writer is what i'm trying to say and i will be directing we are super duper excited there are so many exciting fun things to come we are so excited for the casting process yes. after this we actually have a meeting with a producer we're going to look at getting some proper legitimate funding so that is Ooh, our exciting news um exciting. Uh, we yeah stay tuned for the instagrams uh, updates we will be launching an official instagram very soon and we are just very, very, very excited to get as many people on board for this as we can. Yeah. yeah? Alrighty, so that's been the episode today. Um, it's been a really good one. It's been a really fun yeah. one. What a cool way to kick off season two. And now to end, we will do our Artist of the Week. Yes, Amy. This week, the Artist of the Week is Jacob Fitzgerald. They are a band from Melbourne. Um, I actually saw them recently. Is Jacob Fitzgerald the band? Yes. <laughs> okay. You're like Jacob Fitzgerald. They are a band from yes. Melbourne. <laughs> no, multiple people. There's four people in the band. It's um, Alex, 
Ruben and Dakota and Jacob. And the band is called Jacob, Jacob Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Well, yes. that's it. great. Yeah, <laughs> easy. We'll clear that up. So I saw them a couple of weeks ago. They played a show in Brisbane. Um, it was like a little mini festival and they just stood out so much because their stage presence is just awesome. You know when people get up there and you can just tell they're having such yeah. an amazing time. Like a really fun time. And the dancing and just like they have this charisma. They're amazing. So... They have been kind enough to let us play their song, Pretty Good For My Mind. And Jacob wrote that song about his parents. And it's kind of the story of how they met and also inspired a bit by the plot of Grease. It's super cute. Oh, yeah. Very and cute. Very cute. Check out the video clip too. That's super cute. They've done a great job with that. Amazing. Um, so we will put all of that stuff in the show notes. We will tag everyone. Um, all the information you can find in the show notes and on our Instagram. Anyway... Um, thank you, Lincoln Lewis. Thank you, Jacob Fitzgerald. And we will talk to you soon. Keep dreaming. And keep dreaming.